You are now tuned in to the AddictedToSuccess.com podcast, where geniuses, entrepreneurs, and next-level game-changers share their juicy little secrets on achieving massive success. This is the advice you wish you heard years ago. Be prepared and take note as we expose the realness and the raw of what it takes to be successful on AddictedToSuccess.com. So, Gary, you're out there in uh, Sydney, Australia. My no, I'm already country. in Hawaii. Are you where? I'm already, uh, I'm already in Hawaii. I was in Sydney for 11 hours. Oh, dude, you are a hustler. You're a machine, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. So look, man, I'm really excited because uh, you and I caught up about two and a half years ago. I was in the VaynerMedia offices with you. Yeah, yeah. I remember. It's, you know what's funny, man? You actually mentioned quite a few things. And you're like, I think this is going to happen in the future. I think it's going to look like this. And for sure, without a doubt, it looks like it right now. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to have more of a conversation about the future and where you see things going. And also, uh, I've actually brought my community into this this time. It's not just me asking the questions. I've actually tapped into the Addicted to Success community. And yeah, got them to come up with some questions for you. So if you don't mind, man, I'll, uh, I'll start smashing through the questions and let's, uh, let's, let's work it. it out. I gotta, I, yeah, I got to catch this plane. So the quicker, the better. Okay, awesome, mate. Let's get straight into it. So, Gary, what do you feel is your superpower? That's a good damn question because I'm super fond of myself and I think I've got a lot of them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with self-awareness. You know, gratitude and empathy were right there, but I'm going to go with self-awareness. I just think I know who I am and I think that um, that's allowed me to not bullshit people you know, you know this. Everybody watching and listening knows this. There's so many hucksters. I mean, 20% of the people listening right now think I'm a huckster, right? Because they've only seen one or two things and they haven't done the homework yet. And so I think self-awareness has allowed me to know what I'm good at, which has allowed me to become successful and not at anybody else's expense. When you know yourself and you know that you're good, you don't need to take shortcuts. You don't need to rip people off. You don't need to do the wrong thing. And so self-awareness has made me successful. Excellent, man. Excellent. Do you feel like you've become more self-aware because you create content quite often? You've got to tap into your own self to bring the best out? Yes and no. You know, okay. at 13, 14, I quit school. I mean, I stayed in it, but I started getting D's and F's because I knew that I was a businessman. So it's a very young, that's a boy realizing what he was about. So I had it. I think I dig deeper into it. I think as a communicator, as somebody who's trying to help other people either figure out how to figure out self-awareness or or realize that it's important or double down on it. I think that I've tapped into it more as a communicator. I'm not sure I've been able to exponentially grow my own self-awareness. Yeah, okay, that makes a lot of sense. So dude, your book is out right now, hashtag AskGaryV. Uh, I love that you uh, you know jumped on YouTube and did the whole Q&A thing and it's developed into this book. Now, was that fully intentional? Like when you started shooting the videos, was that your intention? Or is this just something that you yes. stem from? Yeah. Love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I, w I wish I could say it was serendipitous. I, I guess it depends on what you think is cool in life. Um, this one was very intentional. It was intentional to build my brand around my Q&A skills because I think I'm good at it. You know, you interviewed me two and a half years ago. I'd like to think you've interviewed a lot of people. You recognize that when you ask me questions, I'm good at it. Yeah. I'm quick. I'm sharp. It's got teeth. I know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> like, you know... You know, like uh, it's a place where I separate myself from other people. I don't need slides. I don't need 
I'm not a puppet. I don't have somebody in my ear. Um, so yeah, I wanted to build my brand more as a Q&A guy. Uh, and I wanted the show to happen. I wanted a book to happen from it. And then I wanted my keynotes to basically take a town hall Q&A format for the rest of my career. Yeah, excellent, excellent. And you know what, man? I got to say, you've inspired me as a speaker myself now to really not step up with slideshows and PowerPoint presentations. I'm just going out, just giving it my all, man, and, and doing it from a place of authenticity. And uh, it works. So thank you. When you actually talk about shit you know, you um, win. And when yeah. you use slides, a lot of times you're talking about shit you don't know. <laughs> Actually, I uh, interviewed Simon Sinek, right? And, and I asked Simon, like, you know, what's your key to, to becoming a great speaker? And he said to me, he said, I cheat. I said, what do you mean you cheat? He said, I just speak about what I know. That's it. I don't speak about anything Him else. and I are homies. and We've talked about this. Yeah. I mean, I will, it's why I come across cocky and egotistical because I only talk about the things that I'm the best at. Yeah. And, and it makes me, you know, like, if you talk to me about healthcare, or world economic issues, or oil oil in price, or or artificial intelligence, or a hundred other thousand billion things. I would I would come across very humble. You want to talk about marketing and building businesses, especially in 2016? Yeah, I'm gonna bring it like that, and that's why I stay in that place. Yeah, yeah, and you bring the heat, man, for sure, for sure. Uh, what has been the number one lesson that you've learned with launching this book? Because I know you, you know you've done some campaigns with the other books that you launched. I've read them all; they're yeah. awesome. Uh, with this book deal uh, and, and the campaign, what do you feel you've done different this time that has really worked well for you? It reminds me that my thesis that I live on, which is branding and marketing is better than sales and transactions, are true. I mean, mm -hmm. when I wrote Jab Jab, I'd been undercover for a while, right? Like I'd been building VaynerMedia. And uh, as you know, because you're a student of the game, I wasn't really out there. And so, what I learned was by doing the Ask Gary Vee show for 18 months, by putting out so much content, by redoing my GaryVaynerchuk.com website, by putting out a podcast, by doing, building the brand, by the time I got around to selling the book, it was sold, right? Yeah. So I sold three times the amount of books, four times the amount of books in the first week of this book than I did of Jab Jab. Uh, and that only speaks to my brand was bigger. Uh, it was my brand, right? Nike doesn't have to make the best sneaker. They've got Nike. Uh, if you and I start a sneaker company, we have to make the best sneaker. Yeah. Got it? Yeah, got it. Got it. Makes, makes total sense. So look, I've got a great question here from one of the fans of yours. Uh, he asked, if you could ask one person, dead or alive, a question and they had to give you the most honest, truthful answer, who would you ask and what would you ask them? Uh, I would... Uh I would, it would probably be my grandfathers. Both my grandfathers passed away before I got to meet them. I would just ask them shit, you know, about like, you know, if I could really ask them if they were really alive, if this question went that way, I'd ask them, yo, what you see I'm doing, is that, uh, is that real? Like, what, like, do you see that in you? Like, were you like that? Were you unbelievably handsome and charismatic? <laughs> you know, like, I would, just, I, would just, I would just ask them, you know, how it was in the old country, how they hustled, you know, cool shit like that. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Look, dude, you get asked a myriad of questions about entrepreneurship, motivation. I mean, we talked about this, you know, a couple of years ago, but what's one question that people never ask you that they probably should based off the knowledge and experience that you have now? I don't know if there's a question, bro. I, I think that I'm surprised that people don't realize that I've built two businesses one at 50 million, 60 million, and one at 100 million. 
that have nothing to do with like selling people masterminds or eBooks or any of the cliche bullshit stuff that, like I'm surprised that people don't, I think my personality confuses people and they don't understand how much of an operator I am, how much of an actual businessman I am, not a motivator or pundit or talking head. So I guess, I guess questions around leadership or organization or P&Ls or you know, real business stuff isn't the uh, sexy thing to ask me because of the way I guess I portray myself on social, I guess. I, I don't know. But I, I, uh, sometimes when people are like, oh, like when they take a jab at me, a stab, make fun of me or try to like argue with their buddy if I'm good or not, I'm confused that people haven't reconciled that I'm building actual businesses. I mean, my first business was a bricks and mortar liquor store and uh, e-commerce wine business. And I was 34 years old before I started talking to the world, right? I'm not a podcaster or a pundit or a journalist or a coach, you know? <laughs> Even though some people see you like that, man. They see you as an inspiration, that's for sure. And, and by the way, I am inspirational. I'm motivating. I'm a good communicator. I'm a rah-rah, good head coach kind of guy. And, I, uh, and I'm flattered by that. Mm. I'm just not just that. Yeah. And more importantly, I don't like being put in the same breath as people that sell information products and masterminds because I'm not that. Yeah. I'm not. I'm That's not good. putting out Instagram quotes so that you then click my URL in my profile and then sign up and pay me $10,000 a month to tell you how to make money. That's not what I do for a living. Mm. I fucking put out the best content in the game every goddamn day for free and then every three years I ask people to buy an $18 book. <laughs> that's a good that's game a, plan. That's a big di- it's a big difference, bro. Yeah. And it's a good game plan because I can actually build businesses. It's not a good game plan for everybody else who thinks they can start a business. It's a better game plan for them to sell people information and access because they can't build a business. Mm. Mm. But that's also what pisses me off that people actually listen to these people because they've never, like, why don't you ask your, your, your mentor or your coach or your mastermind group what business they've ever built besides selling information to people? That's a great like, shouldn't one. that be a prerequisite? <laughs> Hell the yeah. problem is a lot of people listening and watching right now want to also then sell people. Mm. They don't actually want to build business. They just want to play that Ponzi game of, of being somebody's coach. Yeah, yeah. That and that's is. real. Yeah, that's real. That is real. So you, you obviously see yourself as a creator, right? And so how do you stay away from consuming too much? Because you're, I know you're on all these social media platforms and I know that obviously you're building brand and building exposure. Because and the, only, the, only thing I, the only thing I consume is my audience. I don't have a fucking yeah. clue what you've been up to for the last two and a half years. <laughs> or Seth Godin or Guy or Ferris, all my homies, all I know are crushing it. All I know are brilliant. All I know are the best. I just don't know. Yeah, that's a great answer. Because it's just the truth. Do you, do you know how many podcasts I've listened to? Zero. Zip. Zilch. Yeah. And I know Lewis and Altashur and Art of Charm. I'm on those shows, but I don't consume it. What I consume is everybody who listens to those shows' points of view on the content that I put out so that I can adjust to the audience. Wow. That advice right there is a game changer. So anyone that's listening, start implementing that. <laughs> yeah, do do that do that for a year and see what happens. You'll be blown away. 
Yeah, excellent, man. Thank you, thank you. So if you had all of your skills stripped away from you, right, and you were able to only choose one skill to be extraordinary at, what would that skill be? Salesmanship. Salesmanship. Because it's survival, right? Like maybe I wouldn't be as noble. Maybe I'd be more of a douchebag. Maybe I wouldn't be as successful because I think being a marketer, I'm better. But if you're not a salesman, you will lose. You will lose. Mm. Amen to that. Amen to that. Yeah, Grant Cardone and I were talking and he said when he wakes up in the morning, he's like, where's my money? Someone's got my money. <laughs> and he's like, you got to get out there and ask for it. You can't wait for it to come to you. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Gotta man. grab it. Yeah. So last time we chatted, uh, you were telling me, you're like, look, man, you need to be on Snapchat. Snapchat is the future. And surprise, surprise, it freaking is. <laughs> so what do you feel now and is just, the next and make, big platform? And, 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 and by the way, real quick, and make sure all the homies that are listening right now know how long ago that interview was. Two and a half years. Yeah. Yeah, so not last week, not when DJ Khaled got on. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, music, musically is the only one that's got a chance. All right, musically. Um, but, but unlike two and a half years ago when I emphatically said Snapchat, right now I'm not ready to emphatically anoint anybody because I want to, I want to be right. But musically is the one that's got a chance. Okay, excellent. I'll check it out. So you talk a lot it's about- It's music.ly. Music.ly, there you go. Plug it in, check it out. Uh, now you talk a lot about virtual reality and yes. how do you feel that- we can make money from virtual reality. How, how do you see we can really monetize from that? By studying it and meeting people in it for the next five years and being patient. Yeah. And guess what? Only one person listening is going to take that advice because that's hard. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm going to be honest with you, dude. I wish that I listened to your advice two and a half years ago. You were telling me directly to jump on Snapchat. I'm only jumping on it like maybe in the last month or two and I'm kicking myself so hard. Big time. Dude, I'm gonna have, I have an amazing track record and I love it. Like, I know why I'm different. I, again, and I know why everybody listening right now watching, this is gonna sound annoying and say, fuck you, Gary, but it's true. I'm right a lot. I'm right a lot because I put in the work and because I have intuitive talent. Like, I was right about the internet in 1996. People didn't think so. I was right about e-com in 96. People didn't think so. I was right about email marketing in 97. Guys, people didn't think so. I was right about Google AdWords in early 2000s. People didn't think so. I was right about YouTube. It's, I, I'm not making this up. Go look at it. I did a YouTube show on wine less than a year after YouTube came out back in 06 when people didn't even know what the internet was really. I was right about that. I was right about Twitter. People didn't think that it was gonna be, like, I was right. Like, I'm right a lot. <laughs> hey, look, man, there's a lot of consistency in your advice, so I think people need to get committed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the consistency is just because I'm right doesn't mean anything. Like, good, what do you want, a cookie? I got to put in the work, mm. you know? That's a great point. Yeah. Yep. Ga Gary, would you be happy or upset if your kids out-hustled you? I'd be upset. <laughs> Why is that? Because I'm competitive, and I really don't want my kids to be more successful than me. And I know that everybody <laughs> just judged me, but I'm not willing to lie to you. I'm not willing to lie. I want to beat them. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Like, I'm a broken man, but it's the truth. <laughs> now, now, look, you wouldn't want them to out hustle you. You'd be pretty upset. But what advice would you give them if you left this earth? You knew you were going out. You're on your last legs. To not give a crap about what daddy did. Don't try to be daddy. Be you. 
And if that means you need to be a teacher and make 41,000 a year to make your heart as happy as my heart is being a hustler, then good. I will always love you and be proud of you as long as you do you. And if you have the strength when people make fun of you because dad built $100 million things and you, you can't sell you know, ice to somebody in the desert, well then laugh at them and be like, yeah, I can't, but dad couldn't do what I'm doing and I'm doing this. And that's mm-hmm. how I live life. There's a lot of people that do things better than me. I don't want my kids to be like me. I want them to be like themselves. And whatever that is, I'm gonna love that to the fullest and support that to the fullest. Yeah, beautiful advice, beautiful. Uh, if there was a day in your life where you had to go completely offline, how do you think you would feel about that? Have you done that before? Yeah, amazing. I do it on vacation quite often. I love it. It means I'm spending time with the people I love the most. If I had to do it in a normal way, like a non-vacation with family members, I think I would struggle. It wouldn't make sense to me. I'd I'd probably line up a million interviews and meetings beforehand, and that I could do. But like just sitting around and not doing something, like I'm just not built for that. Yeah. There is no relaxing during the day. There's no taking 20 minutes and let me watch some YouTube videos. There's no 15 minutes and let me go on Instagram and look at some hot chicks. There's just, I don't do that. Yeah, I get it. Uh, you know, there's been this uh, scientifically proven research around uh, the idea of actually putting your phone in your pocket, keeping your phone in your pocket so it's not on the table in between you and someone else. It actually lowers the... Uh, interactions and it actually makes people feel more disconnected. Are you the type of guy that has your phone in your pocket when you're sitting at a dinner table or do you have it sitting there in front of you? Both. 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 Okay. And I have I haven't really given thought to why or what. I, I don't I can't answer you off the top of my head that I keep it in my pocket if it's more important or vice versa. But I've done both a lot. Yeah. Yeah cool. Awesome man. Alright, so uh we're running up to the last two questions right now. What are your top three personal brand building strategies of all time? Number one, stop bullshitting. Like talk about what you know. You're, you can't be a 22 year old life coach. You haven't lived life. Like so relax. Like talk about shit you know. Talk about what 22 year olds are thinking about on the internet. Mm. Um, number two, Work is the only variable to get more out of your own talent. You can't take talent drugs, but you can work more. And number three, be always ready to adjust on a fly. Always, the market's moving on a whim. You know, when somebody smart tells you to jump on Snapchat two and a half years ago, you need to act on that advice or you're gonna leave a lot of money and happiness on the table. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's such an amazing <laughs> yeah. You don't wanna do that. <laughs> <laughs> and what, what would your advice be for millennials coming up right now? Patience, bro. Like yeah. you got time. Like way too many of you want that money and want them bitches and want those cars. And what it makes you do is it makes you become a scum bucket. And you're gonna be disgusted with the way you made your money. And nobody's gonna take you serious. And, uh, and you're gonna leave a lot of money on the table in your 30s and 40s. And take it from a 40 year old. Your 30s and 40s feel like your 20s. So be patient, make money the right way. How you make your money is more important than how much you make. Wow. Remember that. That is a quotable. That's going up as a quote, man. I love that. I love that. I bet you've Good. seen a lot of people crash and burn throughout you know, the past couple decades <laughs> in the industry, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and, the great, and, the great, and the greatest era is about to come because all these guys who are taking these pictures with cash on their bed and fucking flying PJs and renting a car for the day to take a picture and then returning it, trying to pose as that's how they live so that kids buy into their $10,000 a month thing, those fucking guys are gonna lose. They're gonna get exposed. They're gonna lose. 
Yeah. And their family's gonna be embarrassed about who they were. And that's the ultimate loss. And you know what I love as well now? I felt like this, not even, not the sting, but I felt the shift. Even with Addicted to Success, I've started jumping up and stepping out from behind the brand with my own personal brand. And I've been shooting videos and really putting myself on the line in front of the camera and people are seeing the real me. What advice would you give to people that are like getting in front of the camera right there? Don't be embarrassed that you make 30K. Don't be embarrassed that you live in a shitty house. Don't be embarrassed that you don't have the fly clothes. Tell people the truth. Because watching somebody come from the bottom and rise, that documentary on Snapchat or Instagram is way cooler than somebody bullshitting and lying like everybody else that's doing it right now. Yeah, people can, can connect with that. They resonate with it more. Yeah, Because it's real, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So Gary, we're wrapping up this interview. I appreciate you, man. Um, where can we get your book? Where is it right now? Everywhere? Yeah, I mean, people know how to get books. I'm not worried about that. You know what I'm worried about? What's that? Go to YouTube and go to my Gary Vaynerchuk page. It's Gary Vaynerchuk. It's hard to spell, but you can Google it. And watch one episode of Daily V. One. One. Mm. See what a real entrepreneur hustler does in a 24-hour window. Understand the life. That's the life. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Pick it up. Every book I've read of Gary's has absolutely shifted me and my business. So pick it up. Uh, Gary, we always end this interview with one last question. And the question is, if you were to deliver your last 30 second speech to the world, what would that last 30 seconds sound like? Listen to me, motherfuckers. I'm underrated. You guys slept on me from the get. Go back and watch everything because I showed you how to do it. And you need to do it because I'm not going to be around to put out more shit. So please go watch it. Understand there's no shortcuts. You got to grind it. Please stop sleeping on me. <laughs> Love it. Gary, you're a legend, mate. Thank you so much. Thanks, mate. Stay well. All Take right. care. You have a good one, buddy. That's <laughs> bye, bye bye. You too.